furry Christmas. It's furry Christmas. But people buying pets for Christmas, particularly tenants or, or people buying pets in a strata block, can strata say no? Can your landlord say no? Stay tuned. Good morning, Mark. I can't even blame that one on auto spelling. That was a genuine mistake. Let's just say I don't Sorry, talk about Christmas. <laughs> don't talk about my furries too much. Furry. You drunk too much on the weekend at the under thirties yeah. Novak function. <laughs> well and truly. <laughs> yeah. But this is a um, this is an interesting topic because if you're considering getting a furry friend for Christmas he needs to be on Santa's good list before he's welcomed at the um, at the at the block. Be careful, be careful. And I guess with as even not just tenants, but even owner occupiers, if you're going into a strata scheme, well, even if you're not, even if you're an owner occupier and you're going to a terrace or a house and it's upsetting neighbours, got to be careful. Well, that's sort of where this convers um, this morning's topic came from um my mum and i were talking about it at home and we recently um you know moved houses and, and purchased in a um, in a strata scheme the first time we've lived in um that type of setup and we, we have a little dog and we just thought naturally you just move the dog in you could move whatever you want in but if you're a big family and have all these different pets you really need to um make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because you know, the, the pets are just as important as the family these days. You know what? Pet, pet ownership's gone bananas. Um, I think COVID, because people are home a lot more, they've thought, you know, they didn't well, they didn't want to get a pet because they were never home. They were always in the office, but that's changed. So pet ownership, I know what you're paying for some of these dogs out there. You're paying double or triple than what you are paying two years ago. So pet ownership has gone absolutely bananas. And the laws have changed on it as well. Yeah, and quite recently as well, Mark, without getting too much into the nitty-gritty and laws, um, in summary, the laws really do focus around um, the strata scheme as a whole and making sure that pets are not interfering with others' peace and, um, and sort of use of, of the common property in general. So um, if you're getting a furry friend, you need to be talking to your agent with some notice. So with 13th of December today, you almost need to be having that conversation now because there is a little bit of a process in getting the, getting the paperwork through um, and yep. making sure that it's approved properly because we've seen some absolute disasters um, where people have had to move out of the property because they didn't get their pet approved and they, they decided to go through with purchase anyway. And look, I think some people are Google ninjas and um, if you go online and have a look at some of the recent legislation, um, there has been some fundamental changes to cases, um, one behind the other, over a, year, over a one year period. And those cases have actually 
um, under compa- a companionship. Um, they've they've sort of really pressed that point that Stratus cannot say no. Uh, strata schemes, which is when you're living in a unit or a townhouse, they can't say no, um, but there's still some really common sense stuff that does apply that can limit your pet or make, or, the, or can restrict your pet that you've got to be sure about that we'll talk about now. Yeah, that's right. Luke said, don't buy a barking dog <laughs> or a cat. That's the easiest yep. way to do it. Yep. That's, easy. Uh, that's probably the biggest problem. That's probably the biggest problem is, you know what, if, and, and it's not about pets, it's just about livability because even if you've got an, uh, uh, a neighbour that's playing music unnecessarily loud or disrupting the peace of the neighbourhood, um, they're going to get chucked out as well or they're going to get fined um, by council over and over and over or police for uh, noise pollution parties or whatever. So it's, you know, it's really just that common sense approach where you just really want to respect your neighbours. Yeah, without a doubt. But, you know, majority of pet applications that um, we do process is taken, um, it always is done with common sense, like you said. A lot of people are not really here to spoil spoil your day. Um, however, there is a process. So talk with your agent. You need to be getting the paperwork through. Um, now, just so people know, the decisions are often made on, on factors like the size of the, of the dog, or if it's a dog we're talking about, that's the most common we see. But the size of the dog is taken into account. Breed, obviously. And then um, where your unit sits in the block. Um, is there other dogs, other um, pets in the block? There's lots of little factors that contribute. And also, I think there's a not. It's part of um, managing relationships as well. So as a prospective tenant, giving the landlord uh, the courtesy of the question, um, of uh, the, the time to assess, uh, the you know giving them good information to make an assessment, I just think making them part of that decision process will also help as well to sort of find out that there's a barking dog that you knew nothing about. Um, I think really puts a landlord off um, a landlord off, you know, completely, and, and, and even and even neighbours. So I think just some good old-fashioned common courtesy of heads up is what the pet is. Talk to your neighbours around you. Talk to your landlord. Talk to your agent. And like you said, if you're going to be buying one for Christmas, which is 12 days away, uh, you want to be doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does take a little while um, to get it through. Strata asked for... Um, a pretty, pretty um, comprehensive document to be filled out actually, with council numbers, registration, um, breed, size, weight, even a couple of photos in there, Mark, just so they know what's wow, uh, what's what's going on, who's who's where. Absolutely, yeah, but um, yeah, that that's the um, that's the the story of this morning um are you uh intending on getting any furry friends this year i suppose you can't say nah, Kids like, watching. <laughs> nah but we've we've got little shih tzu maltese and um the girls have insisted um they you know he needs a friend uh but i insist he doesn't need a friend but that's also changed that people are not happy with one pet these days they they want to go over to two or three they want a cat they want a second dog or a second cat or it's, it's, you know, used to pets 
I think pet ownership's definitely exploded. Um, if you look at places like Petto, Pet Barn, and those sort of places, that's people spend a fortune for these pets. It's just out of control. Um, but I, I think the framework around it for real estate agents and for, for rental properties has definitely got, gotten better. And for Strata, I think the framework around having a pet's definitely got, definitely got it better. And and you know what? Genuinely, uh, under the companionship rule, it really, probably, you know, to some people it probably sounds unusual, but these are like children to some um, to, to some um, some you know, singles um, or couples, like they, they, these, they, they represents people's absolute life. So I think it's good that that framework under companionship rule is now there and available for people because it, it just, the necessity wasn't there previously. People didn't care as much to have a pet or not have a pet, but it's super critical for some people now. Yeah. You know, we've also seen some really good success in markets. People applying for properties saying that they intend to get a pet they don't at the moment already have a pet, but this is almost um, just letting the landlord know with a heads up that that's their intentions. And when the landlord accepts that application, they almost uh, know down the line that's that's what they're going to plan to do. And so we um, recently had a um, an application go through for a property in Narrabeen where they were looking at getting a, a little greyhound and landlord had no problems with it and it was a few, it was a few months down the line afterwards that it ended up going through and yeah. once you got ticked off by strata it was all happy days and that's it so furry friends for christmas get ready it's gonna it's definitely happening with a lot of people out there um people are whacking them in have the professional courtesy with your landlord um have the professional courtesy with your neighbors have the professional courtesy with um with your with your um uh, um, agent and just let everyone know and give them some good quality information to process and it just softens that landing so much for so much more and that sort of frustration for for the people that are involved that's it they, they make yeah jeff Lube, jeff Lube. Jeff Luby's got a good buddy that goes to all of his open houses. Actually, he takes he takes his um his dog to open houses and everything. What's your fur baby called, Jeff? Yeah, but it's amazing. Like seriously, a lot of people. Um, now you mentioned something about allergies, Billy. Like there's there's um some landlords based on allergies um have successfully said no to having pets in their property. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely, um, you know, reasons for both sides, whether you're for or against. But I think the way the way to go about it, Mark, is just to be open with your communication. Um, some tenants, you've got to remember, you did apply for the property with no pet, and if that's the owner's position, then you know they're obviously going to have reasons for that. So I think the best way to go about it is just to, um, you know, write an email with your intentions. And if, um, if you're taking it on from a family member or something like that, get some photos where you can. But don't make, don't make the decision before you've got the approval because, like I said, we've just seen some really bad examples of where it's gone terribly wrong. And don't forget, a, land, a landlord may not decline you on your pet, but they may simply ask you to move out of the property. Um, so that, that rapport or that open and good quality communication is just is just very very important do you know what i mean just to 
just to work a landlord through that process. Super important. Jeff's Jeff's uh, little baby is um, is Sasha, and um, and Lisa reckons the kids are surprising me with a pet for Christmas. Yeah, right. Uh, that I don't I, I don't know if that's a present to you, Mark, or a. Uh... One bit's enough for our family, I reckon. More than enough. Yeah, like I say, some people just don't know where to stop. Don't know. And by the way, before we sign, but just before we sign off, um, there can be a mutual agreement to get to get some carpet cleaning done um, at the end of the tenancy. Um, when 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 the tenancy finishes, to clean up after the pet as well. That's reasonable to ask. Yeah, and um, it's worth noting for any landlord that's not sure, um, with all, all of our pet um, applications and approvals, um, if it's not in the lease at the start, there's a special clause added in where it, there's an agreement to have the carpets professionally steamed and fumigated at the end of the tenancy. So that's, um, that sort of covers any, any like I said, the, um, if you're worried about allergies or things like that, that sort of covers that if you're intending to move back into the property or to relet the property to some more tenants afterwards. And that is a show. Thank you very much, Billy. Thank you, Mark. Thanks to all our furry friends. <laughs> Good luck with your furry, furry friends. Good spelling, Billy. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> See ya. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.